Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Fanu Ayip. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing great, Emily, and I'm excited for another episode of Mission Connect. Yes, we have a special guest on here today who has a powerful testimony. She's involved in so many different areas. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about that in a sec. But just a reminder to all our listeners that the purpose of this podcast is to connect them with the mission of God for their life and to help them connect to others to their mission. And today our guest has done both. She has discovered uh, her mission uh, that God has given her, her purpose in Christ and she's uh, working in multiple areas, actually helping others connect to their mission. She is a uh, life coach in the area of health and wellness. She works in a school. She's a registered ECE and she's involved in multiple ministries at the church and then uh, ministries outside as well where she is uh, working with youth. She's working in outreach. So she's just got a vast knowledge of areas and she's here to share that with us today. That's awesome. We're so excited. So we'd like to welcome Katarina to the show. Welcome, Katarina. Thank you so much for having me on today. Katarina, we're so excited to have you. And uh, just as Emily was saying, you've got an incredible uh, story of what God has done in your life and, uh, and also how that's playing out in how you're helping others connect with God's mission for their lives. And so uh, we're super excited to hear uh, what God's doing uh, in your life today. So, Katarina, why don't we start there with your testimony and how God, how you discovered your mission uh, for that God had over your life? I mean, your testimony is a powerful one. You started really from from not desiring to even live anymore to now being in pursuit of God's mission for your life. So, tell us that journey that you went on. Yes, well, um, my journey has been a very incredible journey, and God's grace and mercy on my life has just been um, amazing to see. And uh, as a little girl, I grew up in a very religious home, and, uh, you know, we did go to church um, once in a while on a Sunday and did the holiday thing, and that was kind of cool. And I went to uh, Catholic school, so I heard a lot about different things, um, but really didn't have an understanding of Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit and kind of grew up this way. I do remember though there was times when I was young liking certain songs or saying, oh, you know what, this God thing is kind of cool. Um, but nothing really um, deep. And I grew up this way and, uh, you know, it was just okay just to go to church and, you know, say your prayers and then go on uh, from there. You didn't have to live a certain way per se. Okay. And, uh, you know, had a, you know, Unfortunately, a few things happened to me when I was a young uh, little girl. I was uh, sexually molested by a neighbor, and that um, really affected me. And, be and I became very silent inside um, with those wow. things happening in my life. And um, grew up, you know, just thinking, you know, I, I wasn't good enough, you know, um, thinking that I didn't really have a voice for anything. Yeah. And, um, and that spilled into even grade eight, where I was always struggling with my weight. So I would go up and down with my weight and thought, um, you know, the best way to deal with all of this before going into a new school was to starve myself. And so I started doing that. And once again, just, you know, thought it would be the best way to kind of, you know, help my situation, looking for love in all the wrong places. That's pretty much what I describe mm. it. And so went into high school, you know, 
you know, wanted to be part of the popular group and, and crowd and made a lot of friends, but nobody really knew who Katerina was. And, uh, you know, in the surf show, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, she'll stand up for me. She's encouraging or, you know, I mean, she's strong. But really inside it was falling apart and uh, felt like I, you know, I lived around people, but was really um, a stranger. And, and felt alone and hurt a lot of the times, um, struggling with different things like self-esteem. And, and um, it got to the point where um, I came to about 18, 19 years old and was really depressed um, and had a lot of anxiety and thought, you know what, I'm not handling this life anymore. I don't want it. I don't want to deal with it, and I'm just going to get rid of myself. Mm. And I thought that would be the best way, best way to, you know, um, deal with, you know, nobody really wanting me around, nobody really getting to know me. And um, and I said, okay. So one day I decided to write a letter, put it in my uh, parents' mailbox downstairs, and uh, went up to my room, and I consumed over 14 um, Tylenol 3s. Wow. wow. And... Um, I thought, okay, this is going to do it. It's going to kill me. And uh, I uh, remember lying there and saying, okay, you know, it's finally over. Almost kind of like a chicken because I wouldn't do anything else to hurt myself, like that I would physically feel pain at that moment. But I thought, okay, slowly it would just die off. And um, I didn't. I woke up about 14, 16 hours later uh, with a massive headache, you know, like an overdose um, or, you know, hangover from an alcohol um, night of drinking and feeling really sick and saying, oh, my gosh. I'm still alive. Why am I still alive? And if there's a God, he must hate me because at this point, I'm not even dead and I wanted to end my life. I wanted to end all the, the sadness and the love, looking for love in all the wrong places. How old were you then, Katerina? I was about 19 when that happened. And, uh, you know, I believed in like philosophies and different things that, you know, life was just, you know, the way you kind of lived it. And when you died, you just rotted in your coffin. And I didn't really have an understanding um, of God and was more individual kind of Buddhist, um, Hindu kind of new age thinking. Um, and yeah, and so I remember trying to make it downstairs, take this letter out of the mailbox so nobody would read my goodbye letter. Wow. And then and and ripping it in, in into pieces and saying, okay, well, I can't even kill myself, so I'm just going to continue living it up. So I went back to, you know, college. I was in college at this time studying, and I went back to, you know, just chilling with friends, music, drinking a bit, smoking weed at times, and just doing whatever I thought was cool at that time. So, so in in this process of you know dealing with your past and not, um, you know, the kind of the shame and guilt that came with that. And then having this desire of, okay, I'm living life, but with no particular purpose per se. Uh, so how did, how, what was the transition in terms of, you know, um, when you connected 
to God and who he really was in mm -hmm. your life. You know, you talked about growing up in a religious home, but when did you begin uh, that relationship with God? And then how, if you can take us back again after that point and how that be, how you began the process of healing through what mm -hmm. you had gone through. Because I think sometimes, you know, some of our listeners out there may have gone through something in their life, may have some hurts or uh guilt or maybe some shame that they hold on from their past and how when you connected when you began to build a relationship with god how did you begin the process of that healing as well yeah so god is just like i said merciful and gracious and so there was a time all of a sudden um looking back in about year 2000 where uh, I would just meet random people that were believers and strong believers and and not so strong believers but just you know whether I was in school and and uh, or outside of school at my internship so I had met this guy that was a Christian and he gave me um, a bit of a challenge and said you know did you know you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and I was thinking a relationship what are you talking about like jesus is just this person really cool did good things and what do you mean a relationship he's like yeah he's like did you ever read the bible i'm like yeah i think i did that in grade two or three um in class and he's like no you know we got to read this on a regular basis and i thought okay well i like you i'm trying to be with you and he's trying to um be with me um so i was like sure if this is what we should do we should do this and um i also during that time met another girl at school that was inviting me to a bible study and i would just dodge her i actually <coughs> okay continue sorry it's okay i'm gonna that up so I would actually um, just dodge her when I saw her after because I really didn't want to go to this Bible teaching thing. And I was like, you know, kind of weirded out. thought maybe she was trying to bring me into a cult of some sort. Um, and then I actually, during my internship at school at um, the hospital, I met this family um, that had great faith. And their daughter, who had sickle cell anemia, was um, in the hospital for like 14 days with one lung collapsed. And she was saying, you know, how God was going to heal her and she was going to come through this. And, you know, pastors would come and pray and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. Um, and so I'm reading the Bible with this guy. I have some other people I'm meeting along the way. And, um, you know, I thought philosophy was kind of the way. Um, and the Bible was a book of philosophers trying to explain life. And so I thought, okay, well, let's give this a try. You know, another philosophy book in, under my belt. And um, I would connect, you know, God to like butterflies and different things and stuff, uh, kind of a new age idea. And um, it came to the point where I was in a philosophy class. And in my philosophy class, um, they started speaking about, you know, philosophers like Rousseau or Hobbes, all of a sudden contradicting everything they had just said in one of their major writings. And it was them that had said, well, you know, I really don't know. And this is just hearsay. And it's just a theory. And, you know, who really knows the truth? And I was like, okay, hold on. I've been following you all these years, these couple years, and as an individual, trying to lead my life as, you know, the best as possible, um, be free, quote unquote, and now you're telling me what you're saying that I thought was the truth is not the truth, but the Bible, though, anytime I had read it, mm. it never had contradicted itself or said that it wasn't the truth. Mm. And I was like, I had this like epiphany in class, and I was like, oh my gosh, the Bible is the way. Wow. And Jesus must have had said something more than what these other people had. 
And so I went back to the family that I had met at the hospital and I said, I need to know more about this Bible. Like, can you um, help me? Can you get me a Bible? Because I came to find out it actually had um, a, a different translation, uh, the, the New World Translation, the Jehovah Witness Translation. And I didn't realize that that wasn't the right translation to be reading from. And so that's kind of how it sparked up. And um, I was invited to go to church with them, uh, this family. And um, as soon as the little girl actually got well, she did got well, Amen. get better. And um, we went to the, the church together and it was different, something different. But I just knew I, I was safe. I remember crying and think different things were happening in the service and thought and I thought, well, I don't know, but I just knew that Jesus was with me, and it kind of just sparked from there. And um, you know, having to work through, you know, all those things that I was trying to find love in that temporal, you right. know, fix. Right. All of a sudden, this unconditional love was shown to me that wasn't the way you had to look or the way you had to act or the way you had to be, that he just loved me for who I was with you know all the faults and all the things that had happened to me, things I put myself through as well, that he just loved me tremendously. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, Katarina, you know, right from uh, when you were a little girl talking about the abuse and, um, and right through there with uh, how you talked about being, you know, almost shutting yourself in and, and not being able to uh, receive love and, and know that you're loved and know that there was a purpose for your life and then going through this journey of discovery and learning. Uh, if there's someone listening to us right now that is probably going through something similar where they've been hurt and they have forgotten how to love or how to even receive love. In fact, sometimes, you know, the reason we don't love is because we don't know how to receive love. And, and and they're confused because you sort of talked about that going and un, trying to understand philosophy and all of this and then sort of ending up nowhere, you know, at the end of it all. Uh, if they're in that place, what would you say to them that you think would help them? Uh, I guess in one way, it's almost like talking to yourself mm -hmm. back when you were, you know, 19 and you wanted to literally end your life. And there are a lot of people that don't do what you did. They don't act on it, but they think it, they feel it. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they don't have the courage to do it, you know, I'm saying but mm -hmm. they would prefer if it could just happen spontaneously instantaneously they would they would like that you would invite that mm -hmm. because of the sense of not being loved and not knowing the truth and not having a destiny for their life what would you say to that person that's on that journey of discovery that probably they don't even know they're on the journey but but they are on a journey of discovery mm -hmm. i would say um you know number one is is not to be silent Mm. When you are silent, mm -hmm. um, you've pretty much taken the role of a victim. Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to come out of that as a victor. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, find a friend, find someone you can confide in. Um, you know, go speak to someone, even, you know, call a helpline um, to actually just speak about what's going on. Um, and, and some of them are just, you know, might not even have advice for you, but just will be an ear to listen. Um, and that's important as well. So don't be silent in that. Um, you know, 
when when I came uh, to acknowledge Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that was a big deal for me. How do I move away from not expressing my feelings and not really talking to anybody to then being able to express myself with people that I trusted? So those few, you know, one or two people that I connected with either when I first had attended church or that family, how did I do that without feeling, you know, uh, you know, rejection or shame or guilt or anything like that. But through that, you know, God just said, you know, it's very important just to talk about the way you're feeling. And so not being silent is probably number one. Number two is really, it's the Word of God. Um, mm-hmm. So sticking to, you know, certain particular stories in the beginning that really just affected my my heart in a way to kind of uplift me. You know, I mean, the woman at the well, um, you know, the woman that was caught in adultery, just different things that where God had come and met them mm-hmm. and then take taken them out of that misery that they were in, whether they knew it or not, right? Or whether they acknowledged it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was helpful. So just sticking to certain stories in the Bible and learning more about the love of God and, and what that looked like. Um, and then, you know, connecting, connecting to uh, a church where you can um, meet different people or, or connect to a young women's group or a youth group where you can talk to um, certain people and just kind of go through all that. Um, but it is definitely first um, a mental thing, personal thing, where you need to speak up and then you need to deal with those feelings and those thoughts inside first and then let that kind of process out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, to people that are listening, you know, this is where the process begins of being able to go recognize that, um, you know, that even in the midst of dealing with certain pain or maybe going through a situation that God has a purpose for your life. And and even though it felt like you were so far from God, He was pursuing after you with putting these people into your life and having these people who connect to you and, and, and are directing you to God. And then you're able to begin... Um, you know, when you begin that process, you're recognizing, wow, look at that love that God had for me, that he pursued me despite Mm -hmm. this, despite what I went through, even through this process. And then you can begin to recognize that and begin to to heal Mm -hmm. and heal through the love of God Mm -hmm. in your life and how he has changed you and taken you out of something that must have been so difficult. And Almost, you know, sometimes we can go through these things and we can feel like God doesn't love us because of it. Mm -hmm. But yet God's showing us in the midst of that how much love he has for us in that restoration, in that healing Mm -hmm. process. Yeah, like I'm, you know, I mean, I'm so grateful because I've come to a place where, you know, I'm not perfect, but I know I'm forgiven. Right? I'm, I'm free now and I live free. I'm in my mind and in my body. Um, and, and that's an amazing thing. And it's a process. Um, some people, you know, they have this idea, okay, you know, you become a Christian and then you're, everything's just going to change overnight. It's not like that. This is, you know, I mean, 20 years of stuff that had been building up that mm-hmm. I had to work through and still do throughout the day um, where, you know, you got to remember taking up your, your cross daily and what that looks like, right? And um, God has just definitely helped through that process that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to be free now and, and then able to help others um, now because of that. 
So tell us a bit about that. It's interesting because you talked about, you know, dealing with weight a lot in your life. Um, You know, you had this struggle as a young woman of identity and purpose. And yet, you know, you are now a coach, a life coach in health and wellness. And you are now pouring into the lives of young women a lot as well in your ministry and the things that you do. So, So how has this experience, how has your past or... Um, at these these things that God's brought you out of now helped you to help others connect to their mission in the areas of life coach in the areas of mentorship yeah well you know in 2000 around 2000 I actually had um, a vision or an idea um, surrounding uh, youth and that youth really needed a place to be at where it would be a, away from home but they can actually have um, a place where they can do their homework um, meet people connect with people have their voices spoken uh, uh, to be able to um, um, share their opinions and just a, a community a great place to be at because there was a lack of that, or I saw a lack of that with myself and then my friends at that time where I felt I was so alone and needed to be doing all these other things. With that um, happening in my life, I, as becoming then a Christian, I was like, wow, it's a bigger thing than just having this place where youth can come, that they actually need um, to be taught about life, and only life comes through the gospel. And so, um, you know, I mean, working with youth, I, I did go to Tyndale um, and uh, have a degree in um, religious education under youth ministry as well. And with that, have been able, you know, to understand a little bit more about how youth culture is here in Canada and uh, what's happening with youth on a daily basis that brings them to maybe making certain decisions. I didn't want them to make those type of decisions I did when I was in a young, uh, a young age. And so my heart now is to help uh, young people and young adults especially to make better decisions, to empower them and encourage them to do um, things that would um, give them purpose and allow them to live free and, and really just uh, set up a legacy uh, behind them as well. And so now I am um, also part of that journey is actually taking um, control of my my health and, and weight loss as well in, in a in a good mind frame. And um, it's been a journey for the uh, past three years or so. I've lost over 100 pounds all naturally. Wow. And um, been able to then also empower others to do the same uh, thing, take control of their health, feel better in their body. Um, my, now I, I work as a coach and I talk to different people and most of the time it's connected through health. But then you start realizing that there's much more than that. And so I've been able to share um, the gospel with so many of them. Or they're asking me, you know, Katarina, how come, you know, you always have a smile on your face? Like, does nothing ever happen to you? Or, you know, and and I've been able to share with them and and the faith that I have and understanding of God's mercy and grace and how it's operated and operates in people's lives. And so it's connected me. Um, I also work with uh, young women and been able to build great relationships with many young women, same, you know, empowering them to make better choices, to see a purpose and a destiny in their life, to, um, you know, I mean, rise up in leadership, to also, uh, you know, want to leave a, a lasting legacy behind them as well. So, you know, I think that's powerful. Give us some 
examples maybe Katarina if you can of maybe some instances you know one of the things we like to do on the podcast is to give people some real world experiences or you know testimonials of here's how I've helped someone connect mm-hmm. with God's mission for their life and obviously I know some of the stories with the young women that you've been working with but I want to leave it to you to give us maybe one from the life coaching aspect of mm-hmm. things and maybe one from a more I work with young women mentoring mm-hmm. them uh, from that area area if you can give us a couple of stories that'll be uh, yes of course powerful. um you know there's probably many to go through but a few that stick out um you know, i work with some older women as well within the health coaching that i do and um i had a you know a really good uh, friend of mine um, that i've known for many years also want to take control of her health and then i said okay yeah let's let, you know let's go through this process and uh, we talked a lot about, you know, some of the solutions that she already had in her to draw what the health would look like. Well, in the middle of that, we started realizing that there was um, and usually some root causes to why you think the way you do around food mm-hmm. and what is that mental process around food. And it actually can be tied to like emotional eating. And um, so, you know, long story short, um, she ended up opening up to me about some of the stuff that happened to her when she was a child and why she then held on to food as almost a comfort Mm -hmm. and to help her heal or hurt through this hurt that she was having Mm -hmm. as a child at home and different things that had happened to her. And so her weight had always fluctuated and then spiraled into this very unhealthy weight um, where she was, you know, now has a heart condition and all these different things. And we were able then to go in and actually talk about those root causes um, and and help with that mental process a bit. And I did that through actually using words, word, the word and um, Bible stories without her, you know, feeling in a threatened environment because I wasn't saying, okay, let's turn to, you know, John 14 and this is what it says. But I said, well, the Bible, you know, talks about... Um, you know, let's say the woman at the well, and this is what she went through and how she dealt with um, her feelings, you know what I mean? And so kind of, you know, going through the stories and so was able to help her. And now she's um, actually doing really well in her health. She's lost over 40 pounds. Um, She feels incredible. She's not using food as an emotional aid. Um, And she's actually has control over food is what we want, right? Is to actually be, to have control over food instead of food controlling us right so that's one story um i've been able to work with uh, different youth and you know um plugging them in to the church and so i remember going to the mall uh, years back and, and just you know reaching out to some of the youth that were hanging out you know by the the escalators and stuff and saying you know what are you doing tonight or um what are you doing this weekend and then reaching out and then ha- inviting them over to an event or something that we were doing so outreaching that way mm-hmm. and they would come to church and be plugged in and um a few of them actually went off to you know i mean not only building a relationship with the lord but then going to school um, that was focused on a plan and a destiny that God had for them. So they actually had, you know, encountered God in such a deep way. Uh, Some of the young women I've worked with uh, recently, um, you know, being able to help, um, you know, just being humbled to be able to help uh, one of the young women um, come to understand that she actually has a plan and a purpose. A few weeks back, she was, you know, in such a down state and depressed that, 
um, she had decided she was going to take her own life. And uh, there was a few instances where, um, you know, I mean, she was, you know, there. She was right at that moment, but she reached out. And so she reached out to me and, um, you know, I would talk to her. We would pray together. I would share about my experience and how God had healed me through some of the processes and that it wasn't about giving up, but it was about standing on the, the word of God and, and being faith, like having the faith to drive you to, to move on to the next day. And that not, you know, I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but just to try um, to focus on the right things and not mm-hmm. the negative thoughts and not the things that keep us down. And, um, you know, I mean, in the last instance, you know, she, it got so bad that she had gone to the hospital, but just being with her and then seeing her today. And so, um, just recently, you know, meeting up with her and she's just in a complete different mind frame wow. and she's happy wow. and she sees purpose and she's doing more. Um, you know, uh, she has great ideas and I, and I told her, you know, don't give up on those ideas so to see that the difference even in her physical body mm-hmm. and the demeanor of her face was just so amazing and I was so um, you know great grateful for that and God had really met her at the hospital and really um, you know it was I had given her the gospel of John and she read through that four times wow. and, and 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 then she's like I want I want uh, the full Bible can you give me the full Bible are the stories like this and I said said, sure, let's get you, you know, and she had, uh, you know, a, a, a version, a, the King James version, which was the English wasn't maybe as clear for her to understand. So I did get her uh, the New Living and she's been reading. So just the, the, the way the word of God has really impacted her life and just to be part of that has been amazing. You know, it makes you think we've had uh, a lot of different people on the show, a lot of different perspectives. And, you know, our testimony is a powerful thing. And a lot of times we can see, um, you know, we've seen people that have come from, grew up in a Christian home, have, you know, been Christians pretty much their whole life. We've seen people grow up in a Christian home who fell away from the Lord and come back. People who didn't know the Lord until later in life and, and, and people who have come from past that where either they have got heavily into addictions or maybe they were hurt in their past. And it's seen how God uses every story and every opportunity, um, everything from pain right through to, you know, just a, a discovery of who he is to to be a testimony to other people, to pour into the lives of other people. And you can see that in your life, Katarina, of how this transition of... of you know, being hurt and, and dealing with weight issues and dealing with this, you know, I'm not good enough to now you're empowering other people to say you are good enough. You, mm-hmm. you know, you have Christ is in you and Christ, you know, pulling those uh, that purpose out of people of going here. Let's this is a process, but God has given us the power to get through this. This is what his word says. And that's a powerful thing as we are connecting to God's mission and helping others connect to their mission as well. That's awesome. Listen, Katerina, we are so thankful to have you on the show today. And we uh, so appreciate uh, your journey and what God is doing in your life today and the, and the lives that you're impacting uh, because of what, uh, what you've been through. And so we're rooting for you. We're excited for you. We're praying for you that God will just continue to use you and that you will impact uh, not just hundreds, but thousands of lives uh, in the days, months and years ahead. So thank you again for being on the program.
Well, with that, friends, listen, I want to remind you that you can uh, connect with us on our website at www.passiontoreach.com. You can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. Please subscribe uh, to this podcast on iTunes. And this way, uh, every time we have a a new content online, you will be notified. So thanks again. And please keep those questions coming in. Uh, Every other show, uh, we'd love to answer those questions and connect with you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.